What's going on, guys? Welcome to Hit Talks, baseball's mental performance podcast. In this episode, we got the baseball doctor returning to the show. Baseball doctor is a 17-year hitting coach and instructor at Hardball Academy out of Pearland, Texas. This podcast episode is going to be broken into two parts. In part two of this podcast, we discuss Killer Instinct. Be sure to follow the Baseball Doctor on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. The info is in the description below. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Josh Cathcart, a.k.a. Baseball Doctor. This killer instinct, you know, you got, and I didn't even think about this when we started talking about it. Now we got the Michael Jordan last dance thing out. So the killer instinct, and obviously Michael Jordan is in a class all by himself. He's up there with the Kobe Bryants of the world, and, and you know those guys that are just those animals that you just you can't even comprehend how competitive they are. And in, I'm always interested when I get my younger, again, 13, you know, 12, 13, 14 year old kids, and you see such a discrepancy in competitive nature. You see these kids that it's almost like if they hit the baseball too hard, they're hurting the baseball. Those really soft, fragile, like, oh, I don't want to hurt anybody, kid. And then you get those kids that it's like, I don't care who you are. I'm going to just annihilate you. And obviously, they don't, they don't know how to, to control those emotions, right? They're just they're hyper, hyper competitive. And... I remember growing up feeling that way. Like just, you're not going to beat me at anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You're not going to beat me. Now I didn't have the physical ability to back that up. I got beat all the time at things, but that was my mentality. But I didn't come from a, a dad or mom that was hyper competitive or, you know, push me to, to be the best at everything you know they wanted me to have fun they wanted me to be good they wanted me to you know if I was going to do something to work hard at it but it wasn't you know this this hyper competitive um environment that I was that I was raised in that was just something that I always remember having um and and so I wonder when I look at these kids and they don't have it. And it's like, even when they get beat, it's like, they doesn't make them mad or whatever the case yeah. is, you know, does that just mean that you're not ever going to be a really competitive person? Does that mean that you just don't show it on the outside? Like I, I try to understand these kids and try to hit the right buttons to get that. It doesn't have to be outwardly aggressive, but yeah. just that, that inner fire to compete. And I wonder how much of that is you're born with it, how much of it is the environment, and then, you know, how much is molded over time. Because anybody that plays for me, like, yeah, I think, I feel like if it is molded by watching the people that are around you, yeah. like any kid that plays for me and ever steps on the diamond for me should should feed off of that. And, 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 yeah. you know, and they don't, some of them, some of them are just still, uh, oh, Hey, we're happy to be here, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and so trying to mesh those, those personalities and everything is something that I, I don't struggle with. I'm very interested to learn how to do it better and what, what's going on with people from a competitive 
you know, thought process. I wish I knew for certain. None of it is for certain, right? Everybody's going to be different. And that's the biggest challenge of being a coach, which like you said, it's, it's, you're interested in it and getting better. And uh, me, same thing for, for me is like, I, I didn't really get, I got to the coach, the point I wanted to be a coach when I, I started to find that interesting. It's like, Oh, this is interesting. I see the different differences, but I also see the similarities in some of these kids. And yeah, there is a huge mentality uh, differential spectrum um, in terms of, like you said, the ki- having that killer instinct or like the be killed instinct, it seemed yeah. like. Um, and, you know, the lion or the sheep kind of thing. And I do think, and again, this is just my opinion. Obviously, I don't have anything to solid to back it up, but I, I do think that there is a little bit, I think there's a little bit in, you know, maybe genetics and like, you know, just you're born with. Um, but then I think it can also be, you could also be born with it. Um, and then it kind of get trained out of you over time. Uh, but then you, I think you could also have maybe be someone that doesn't have as much like natural competitiveness, but it gets trained into you over time. So I do think there is definitely, it can be, in, you know, um, I guess you could say developed or it could grow someone's competitiveness, but also it might just be because they don't really enjoy or don't really want it. See the guys that are competitive, you want, you want it in that moment. You want to succeed. If you're a hitter and there's a pitcher on the mound, you want to succeed against him really, really badly. (laughs) That you're going to, you're going to bring the fire that you're, 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 you're not backing down. Um, and you know if but if you don't if you don't really care right if your baseball is not really your thing you're just kind of there because you know mom and dad just kind of put me signed me up for the team then you're probably not going to be as competitive yeah and i and i see that a whole lot um and especially in my field man with select baseball you see kids i i would actually you know what I would venture to say that 60% of the kids that are playing or come out and try out whatever lessons have don't want to be there. Yeah. Like I think that it's that rampant now that parents feel like they have to get their kids in select baseball. They have to get a personal hitting instructor, you know, whatever. And the, and the reason that I say that is because of the, the turnaround, right? Of, of lessons and team guys and everything else. You got people that will come in and they'll do two months and, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I played one season. Oh, I didn't get – oh, I'm done. And so when you get that going on, number one, an 11, 12, 13-year-old kid isn't making that decision by himself. That's a parental decision. They're not getting what they want out of it. They're not – you know, getting the playing time or whatever it is. And so they're going to move to the next one and do this, that, and the other. And so what you teach is you teach non-commitment because you're not committed to it, right? And if you don't like your situation, you can just up and leave and go to another one, which is the reality of select baseball, but that's not always the reality of life. And I think that as it's gone on, it's starting to trickle down to the players at an earlier age, the, mm. the being unhappy and expecting immediate results for things and whatnot um, yep. because they can just 
up and leave whenever. And so the desire to, to challenge yourself, you know, I'm going to beat this guy out at this position. I'm going to get sure. better. I'm not going to let this coach get to me. You know, that was, I had a bless his heart. He was one of the best high school coaches in Texas history. He's in the hall of fame, but my high school coach did not like me. Be, just he mine either <laughs> yeah just did but mine didn't yeah. like me because i wasn't a star he was that yeah, he was it. the type of coach that he he loved his guys and everybody i mean it's easy to love the really good ones but he sure. was just i was undersized and he I, he picked on me right but i use that yep. i'm gonna show you old man that <laughs> you're not gonna break me I'm going to come out here and you're going to have no choice but to put me on the infielder because I'm the best infielder you got, no matter what you want to do to me in practice or say to me under your breath or whatever else it is. And so finding that, that competitive fire around coaches that you may not perfectly hit it off with, you know, there's a lot to be said for the, that kind of that relationship for me now, like I can understand, Hey, you know, th- me and this kid may knock heads a little bit, but if I can do some things differently than what that coach did for me, just because our personalities may not hit it off doesn't mean that I can't get the best out of that kid and, you know, I can't teach him a lot. Yep. Um, and so I, I think that 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 part of it, that I'm going to continue to work at this to prove you wrong or to beat this person out or whatever is lost very young because parents can take their kids and go wherever they want with them. And they do. If the parents not getting their way, they're gone. That's a great point. Yeah. There's always a way out and my parents are going to bail me out. Um, And just the constant search for, um, you know, instant gratification um, instead of, you know, development. Yeah they don't yep. value the development because otherwise you just find one place that's got some good coaches, obviously. And then you, you, you stick it out and you just you stick through it and develop and get better and put, yep. put in your work and do your stuff. And then it's just not really, it's, it, and that's where the mindset trickles down into the, the child, the kids, um, because it's not yep. there in the mindset of the parents, right? Yep. You are around your parents 99% of the time when you are that age and from your, from birth to, you know, to, to high school, you're still living at home. You're still around your parents. And I say this just from obviously from my experience, because my parents were very negative. They had very negative, um, just everyday thoughts were just negative, right? It's always seeing the negative in the situation. Always, uh, you know, if something doesn't go your way, it's somebody else's fault kind of thing. So no accountability. That's huge. Nobody wants to take accountability. It's that coach's fault. The coach, you know, this coach, this, this coach, that, the players, that, the umpire, this, the umpire, that. And it's never their fault. They never take accountability that they are part of everything that happens to them. You are part of the formula. So you change. If you change, if you develop, your results and the things around you are going to start to shift as well. And that's where the development comes in. Valuing that. Yeah. And being able to find a kid that can, you know, has both that, that killer, I I just call it killer instinct. That may be a little overboard, but that really, you know, hyper competitive, but then also be able to be grounded and humble and a good teammate and everything else. And that's, and that's where, you know, the good become great. 
right? You can you can have a hyper hyper competitive guy, but if he's just an ass, then at the pro and at the pro level, they get away with it a little more. Like Michael Jordan, he could be an ass to people a little bit. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, um, it was. But it was to get guys better. Yes, it was to get guys was, better. And and for yeah. kids, they get big headed and they get you know I'm better yeah. than everybody and and this that and the other. So being able to teach that and that's that's the fun part for me, right? Is being able to kind of mold those competitors and hey, when you're between the white lines, like the saying this is this is what but as soon as you step out of here, now we gotta go back to being a good human, we gotta go back to being a student, we gotta go back to doing whatever it is. And so when you have those kids that don't have it. And they're those super, you know, nice, respectful, humble, quiet kids. And you're like, look, man, I think you're a great human. I just need you to be a lot meaner on the field. Like, how do we, how do you teach? How do you, how do you break those kids out of that um, is something that I think coaches are always struggling with. And if, if I had a magic wand, and there's some right, right now, I've got this 13-year-old group, dude. They are just sponges. They're just waiting to learn things. They're just looking at me like deer in headlights. Yep. And I've got two of them that it's literally like they're I, I know what it is with that. They're terrified to make a mistake, right? They're yeah. just horrified to make a mistake. But at the same time, you can see it on their face. They're just like, uh, I don't I, you know, yeah. I'm gonna tip. I'm gonna tiptoe around all this, and I just want to, you know, make, wave that magic wand and be like, compete, <laughs> compete. And I hear you. Yeah. And is it? You know, I think it comes a little bit with age, but man, I do. I think it's. You know, there may be people that are gonna argue with me and say, no, it's it's a learned behavior and all this. I think that the true competitors. I think it's more genetic. I think it's it's part of something you're born with. Because like I said, I don't remember ever not being competitive. And I was not raised in a competitive environment. I was the first son. I didn't have anybody to, you know, to look up and try to be, you know, I was the oldest. Yeah. Uh, my mom is super, super soft-spoken. Like she, you know, into sports and whatnot. But, you know didn't ever push me really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see these kids that have these ultra competitive parents and they're just like, Nope. And that could be part of it too. They're influenced by that to kind of be the opposite. Yeah. Like it's the opposite of, you know, it's reverse psychology, I guess. Yeah. Um, like you said, I don't like it. Yeah. And part of it is definitely without a doubt genetic because I think program a human thing, a human nature, um, because hey, we have to, we have a, the instincts in us to survive. And I think that is part of it too. Right. So like, you know, talking about animals in the wild, right. If they are faced with fear or with a, with a, with a threat, they're either going to get that their fight or flight, right. Or they're going to, yeah. or they're going to fight. And a lot of kids are, it's, I think it's part of that. It, it's connected, right. Where it's like, they'd rather just get out of there. Yeah. Some are going to no, I'm going to eliminate, I'm going to try to eliminate this threat so that I can peacefully walk away and not, and not have to deal with it. Um, yeah, and, so feel, and, and feel better. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so that is, I think, definitely part of it. Um, but of course, we are in a day, we're in a time where we don't face those type of types of threats. Like we're not going to encounter a lion or a bear, you know, walking down yeah. the street. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you need to book it out of there or you need to fight. So also one thing too, I wanted to mention is like, so for myself, I had a killer instinct, <clears throat> as you described, like I, but it was, I had a tough time turning it off. Yeah. So I didn't uh, have a killer instinct and then would go and just, you know, and be, be and have good character um, traits. Right. Um, not that I wasn't a, a good guy or like a good friend to be around a good person to be around. Um, I always had like a good heart in that way, but like it, it, it was like the frustration that would carry over would linger into, you know, if I had a bad game, though I was super competitive, if it didn't go well, then it's like, I'm in a bad mood for, you know, till the next game. Right. Kind of, you know, you don't have the ability to kind of like, okay, that was fun. The competition. We did win today. didn't do well. That's all right. I'm going to come back next time and, and I'm going to, I'm going to get that guy, yeah. you know, and then just kind of go about your business and get your stuff done. So if I had been, if I had been able to think that way, I definitely think I would have gotten better results, been more yeah. consistent. Um, but like, well, one of the things, funny thing, and I don't know whether it made a difference or not, but I grew up watching Rocky, like literally on reruns. Like I would go yeah. to my dad's work when, before I was in school and I, they would put Rocky three in the VCR. Kids don't, don't know what those are. Yeah. And I would literally hit rerun. Like it would finish. I'd hit rewind and hit play. So I've literally watched Rocky and all the Rocky movies, probably hundreds, maybe a thousand times. Like well, no that joke. Would do it. And I'm telling you that type of, of program it's, it's, it's conditioning. Yeah. And that's part, that's part of what's so important with like social media and things that you consume uh, not necessarily what you're doing physically, but what you're watching, what you're reading, what you're listening to is going to make a big difference. Um, in my mm -hmm. opinion, because I always had, I'd listen to eye of the tiger in the gym and just be like, I could pull out more energy when I didn't have it, you know, and seeing myself envision, you know, running on the treadmill. This is obviously when I'm older, but like running on the treadmill. And the last thing I want to do is be on the treadmill but I needed to lose some weight. So I'd run for, you know, 30 minutes and it would be like torture because you're just bored out of your mind. <laughs> but, but I would do it. I'd picture myself running the bases. I'd picture myself, you know, connecting on a home run. Like I'd picture myself dominating in my, in my, my craft. And that would fuel me to keep pushing forward. And so like, of course, Rocky, the whole point of Rocky is the underdog story right? The never giving up. He was the guy, he didn't always win, but he got back up and he went the distance no matter what. Um, and I think that that definitely helped. My dad was competitive also. So I think a combination of that being around some, somebody who is competitive and was an athlete um, certainly fueled it. And then I'm watching Rocky all the time and it's like, competitiveness competitiveness from from every angle um definitely played a part in my mentality though like i said at times it may have been may have been a little aggressive you know yeah. at times i needed to be more calm especially hitting it's very oh, difficult sure. to hit when you're emotional or you're being too overly aggressive every now and then at certain levels lower levels you can certainly open it up and just kind of cut it loose but 
when it got to the higher levels, I failed to adjust. Uh, you get into pro ball, you're not going to be able to hit emotional. Oh, there's no doubt. And, and I think that the older you get, the more that guys start to realize that it's, yeah. I, you know, I love my job because I get to see them go through that growth process if, if the, in the program. Because our program starts at 13. We'll, we'll have them, they're 12 years old, but it's 13U baseball and then goes up, you know, through the high school and into college. Um, so seeing them go through not only the body maturation process, but also the mental maturation process, and you get these kids that are hyper, hyper competitive and, you know, they get so mad that they cry and everything else and trying to get those kids down a level to even keel playing. And then you've got those kids that it wouldn't matter if you told them that you were going to give them a thousand dollars. If they ran hard, they're still going to give you 80% because they don't know how to compete and trying to bring those kids, you know, up. But then when they get, if they, if they last and they get into that 16, 17 year old level, then they start to realize, okay, I can't play, I, I need to, I need to be competing, but I can't play this game mad or I can't play this game frustrated or whatever it is. Like I have to, I have to be in control of what I'm doing to be able to compete with these guys. Um, and that's a really fun, I guess, eye opener for the coach. Like when you're watching these guys that you've seen grow up and all of a sudden emotionally it clicks at, you know, 16 or 17 years old, and you just see, you know, this player that was, you know, average become really good, or this really good player become, okay, next level, you know, and, and it's all about how you compete, man, it really is, and that's one thing, um, before we get going here, I got to get, um, learning how to compete properly isn't just wanting to win, and and that's something that, that kids need to understand. Everybody wants to win. Nobody goes in, and it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody goes into a competition and goes, oh, I really don't care. Like, they may say that, but if you are in a team, everybody, we're, we're wired to want to win. But wanting to win and creating the environment or your body preparing to win and doing all of the all of the preparatory stuff to put yourself in the best chance to win is the true competitor process and yeah and sense, and for right? and for yeah. kid, and for kids that's what we need to try to get into them is i understand you want to be good kid but you're going to have to want to be good. And that is the process and the preparation and everything else. That isn't just showing up on Saturday, hoping your team wins. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely think that like some, some people just don't want it. And it's like, that's totally fine. Baseball is not for everybody. It's like, you realize there's 7 billion people on the planet and there's probably only like <laughs> a few hundred people, a few hundred, you know, maybe million, a hundred million people that play. It's very, very uh, small. You know what I mean? You think about it that way. Like, maybe baseball is just not for you and that's fine. And that's part of it. It's like, don't waste your time. Um, if exactly. you're going to, if you are going to be out there, find it in you to, and I think everybody's got more competitiveness in them. Um, it's just, like you said, it just hasn't been uncovered yet. Um, something would trigger it. It may take more 
then take some other guy. But there's certainly some more in there. If they're pushed to a certain point, they will get fired up. But it's just a matter of how deep do you have to dig to find it. And, of course, that's the challenge of a coach, right, and the, the difficulty. Some kids need to get picked up, and some kids need to, like, bring themselves down. Uh, the kids that can that kind of be in the middle are going to be the more consistent the more consistent mm-hmm. hitters, the more consistent just all around players is because they're, they don't have much of a spike or a dip in their emotions. Right. They can kind of hover somewhere in this middle range. They're going to be more consistent. Um, and yeah, man, that's just the challenge of, of coaching is that everybody is, is so different in that sense. Um, well, yeah, when you figure it out or whenever uh, you, you <laughs> yeah. figure it out and then I'll let you know. whenever, kid, whenever kids start coming with warning and instruction labels, um, we'll be good. I wish I had them. I wish I had them. Now that's part of it, man. Just learning about yourself. And I think that that's a big thing too, is like kids need to be curious how we work, how we function as in themselves. How do they, the, the thinking about what you think about kind of stuff that's the part that got blew my mind and got me into the mental yeah that's uh yeah thinking about what you're thinking about and you know trying to do that and i I, like i said we we do need to go yeah no problem um no that trying to take that even into normal life like i'm one of those guys dude i'm like you know girlfriend used to tell me um you know, live in the moment, you know, live in the moment, try to figure out, you know, enjoy this, that, and the other. And that's just not kind of how I roll. You know, I, I, I don't really take much self-stop time during the day. Now at home at night when I'm, you know, okay, I run back my entire day and do all of these things, but being able to be in that moment and be self-aware and, and think about what you're thinking about for a young guy, man, that's gotta be tough. Right. And the earlier that you can do it, the earlier that you can become in tune with your feelings and how to control those feelings on the ball field and in life, man, it's a, you can't go wrong there. Absolutely. And anything that's ever been accomplished by another human being, you can do it yourself to at least to some degree. You may not be like Usain Bolt or, you know, Mike Trout, but you can definitely be the best version of yourself. Um, So like thinking of yourself as a tool, like you're, you're an instrument. And you got to learn to play this instrument. And it really, it starts here, right? If you want to play the guitar, well, learn to play this. Learn to play this and you'll become a good guitar player. You'll become a a better guitar player, a better baseball player, a better person, a better human being overall. But we need to learn how to play this instrument. 